Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Season two of the Helipod with MJD kicked off without MJD last week. We did a uh, fantasy spectacular with John Hansen, who you know, Maurice, and James Coe, who you also know. Uh, it was very well received, but I did get a number of questions. How can you have a Helipod with MJD without MJD? But here you are. You're back. Oh, yeah. You know, listen, Dan, it's been a crazy summer. You know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm back. I, I can't believe you did fantasy without me. I kicked both those dudes butts when we <laughs> we did fantasy drafts or fantasy leagues together. So you you picked the peasants and not well, the king. I, I left okay. out Matthew, uh, Matthew Bubar, who will be joining us as well. He's having uh, some connectivity issues at his humble abode here in Los Angeles. So AT&T is on the way to the rescue. He'll be back with us to... Um, you know, provide a little insight and some great questions for us. Like he always does. NJD. I'm ready to go, man. I, listen, it's still preseason. We're, we're, we're going to knock this thing out. You know, everyone, I hope everyone's excited because it's going to get, it's going to get pretty crazy during this season, I think. All right. Well, let me uh, first reintroduce our presenting sponsor. Viore is back for season two of the Helipod. It's the newest performance apparel and the best performance apparel in my opinion on the market it really went from a little brand in southern california to an active wear that you can find everywhere these days clothing made to wear to the gym or for that afternoon zoom call or as viore likes to say from the trail peaks to the city streets they really do have it all performance tees incredible shorts mjd i like the core shorts with that built-in liner I'm going with the five-inch inseam because my legs are short. It makes me feel taller. I know you can relate to that. Uh, for, for the ladies, uh, performance jogger or boyfriend jogger, I see these things all over the country. Just go to vioriclothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. Use the promo code HELIPOD to get 20% off your first order today. All right, MJD, here we go. Helipod is on starting right now. All right, buddy. So catch me up. Um, you're up in the Bay Area. So we're going to be doing this remotely throughout football season. Uh, you were just telling me prior to us getting started here, kind of what your uh, schedule was. What has your schedule been for the last 
three weeks or so. Did you go on the road for much of training camp, or have you oh. been doing most of the shows remotely? No, dude, I did. I did training camp. I did uh, three, two and a half weeks, ten training camps, bounced around from L.A. all the way to Jacksonville, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Kansas. City. I hit everywhere. I was all over the place, which was which was good to see and good to be around uh, football again, which was fun. Uh, it was taxing though. It was taxing, but. Um, there are some, there's some good storylines to talk about, uh, for week one, for sure. So I'm excited to kind of see how this thing plays out. So many good storylines. So I am back in four different fantasy leagues. Uh, I told myself I would never do that again. I got talked into doing it and they're all different. One's an auction draft. One's a PPR draft. I got to get in the survivor pool, my 900 club down here in Manhattan beach. Uh, always a ton of fun in that thing. Obviously, you know the folks there very well since you're you are a card carrying member of the 900 club. Maurice. I need to get in the survivor pool. I got to figure out how to do it uh, remotely, though. I got you. I got you. I'm going to win that one. That's easy. <laughs> it's so not easy. That's I actually easy. I actually won it last year, MJD, and they had like 10 other winners. Normally, it's a pretty nice pot, but you had to split it 10 ways. So right. you talked about all the storylines. I was down in Tampa during the preseason uh, with the Titans and the Bucks for a couple of days. And listen, on paper, I, I don't see how these guys can't repeat. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. You're returning all 22 starters. Last year, we saw the ebbs and the flows of Tom Brady in that offense. And obviously, the injury situation with the wide receivers and Godwin and Mike Evans. And now you have Godwin already banged up again going into the opener. But when you return 22 starters, when you have the type of leadership they do at the top with Bruce Arians, who I feel like is the perfect coach for veteran players because he's going to give them a lot of veteran days off and make sure they're, they're as healthy as possible. Um, I don't want to say can they be unseated because, of course, they can be unseated. But I feel like the likelihood of them repeating is over 50 percent here. You know, it, it, to me, that, that, I would disagree with that. I, I think that they – they have all the pieces to go and do it. Um, but teams have gotten better around them, right? You, you have to look at what it just in the NFC and in general, the Niners are back healthy. That's a scary opponent. Any, anytime, anywhere. This is just the NFC West. I'm going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks go out and get uh, offensive linemen. They had a new offense of coordinator there that that system has been very uh, explosive. Shane Walden. The Rams who have added more pieces, right? Matthew Stafford and, They've added more pieces via the draft. And so uh, just the NFC West in general will be much more competitive, which I think you'll see. Uh, the Packers, I think they'll be the, uh, a better team. I think they'll be a much improved team. I think you'll see more of a two-back system with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think you're going to see Randall Cobb be involved a little bit more, bringing him back, even though he's an older player, but Aaron Rodgers trusts him, right? And, and, and having Aaron Rodgers happy. Last year he wasn't happy, and he still won MVP, Right. He was complaining. Let's think about this, Dan. He was upset and complaining last year because they were letting guys go that he thought should make the team that he felt could make them better. And yeah. he still goes out there and throws for 40-some touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now he's in year three of the system, and he has some pieces that he's happy about. Like, what else do you want? They drafted the kid uh, um, out of Clemson, Rodgers, who's mm -hmm. another Randall Cobb-like weapon. I mean, they, they have some guys there that, that can compose a threat. So that's just those teams. I didn't even get to, uh, let's see who else in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, who they'll play on Thursday night, right? New defensive coordinator, um, offense. Zeke is in better shape. Dak Prescott, even though he was dealing with some shoulder injuries, seems to be healthy now. 
Amari Cooper is finally healthy. Uh, CD Lamb had arguably the greatest training camp I've ever heard of or seen in person. Hey, MJD, let me stop you here for a minute. I, I get that expectations are sky high for CD Lamb, but everybody across the national NFL landscape is screaming from the mountaintops how great CD Lamb's going to be. Why is everybody on his tip right now? It's unbelievable. Well, you have to remember, he was the only receiver in training camp, right? Well, I, Michael Gallup was there, but Amari Cooper wasn't there. So he got all the one targets, the one shares. He was the one that got everything with Dak Prescott going. And so I think with his versatility of being able to be in the slot and outside is what's going to make him special. So, um, And then who are you going to cover with your number one guy? Are you going to cover Amari Cooper with your number one corner? Are you going to cover CD lamb? He may get the third guy if he's in the slot, right? So he has a better matchup play for, for the season. That's why I think like the Cowboys is a, a difficult team to deal with. Now, um, if they, their offensive line can stay healthy, as, as we know, um, Zach Martin's, Martin's a little banged Zach, up right he, now. He's not banged. He has COVID. So he's out for this week or tested positive, whatever right. it might've been the COVID protocol. So they got some issues, but the Cowboys are still a team that can get better. If they get back to doing what they did a couple of years ago when they were running the ball play action pass, and they went 13 and three and all those things happened. Everybody was happy. They're a tough team to beat as well. So as much as I love the fact that you bring all 22 starters back and they're ahead of where they were and they're more competitive, everyone else has gotten better around you. And you have to remember you're the hunted now. Last year, they weren't the hunted. They were kind of in the middling in the, in the pack. Uh, who was the, who was the NFC team last year that went to the play? Was it the, the Niners? The Niners were the team that won. They went to the loss of the Chiefs, right? No, you're talking about the, the Niners didn't make it to the playoffs last year. No, two years ago. Excuse me, two years ago. It was the Niners, right? That oh, in the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you saw what happened. Everyone played their best against them. You're going to get everyone's best. And so I think that, you know, they're going to have to be and as, as, as great as Tom Brady is and as, as really good as Bruce Arians is a coach and all those things, you have to be on your peak game all the time when you're the hunted. Um, very stressful, very tiring. You got to make sure you don't kind of empty your bucket too early. You got to have something left in the tank for that stretch down or that, that run you have to make down the stretch. So um, I think they can do it, but I think there's a lot of teams around them that can get better. Even the Cardinals have gotten better, right? Well, like you, you, you touched on a lot of teams in, in the NFC West, and I don't think there's any question that the West is going to be the best division in football. I was trying to make a case. Well, hold on. Let me, let me tell you this. Your team, the football team has gotten much better. I You're forgot right. them. You're they right. had the closest game in the playoffs against the, the Buccaneers last year. Well, with Taylor Heineke. Here's, here's the thing about, about Washington. I don't want to go too deep into them off the top of the pod to board too many non-Washington football team fans, but you still have Fitzmagic as your quarterback and, and you know exactly what he is, right? He is the epitome of mediocre at the end of a season. He'll give you some great games and he'll give you some stinkers. And at the end of the year, he's going to be the 15th to the 16th rated passer in the NFL. He's right there. He's right he's down the middle. So let me ask you, is that, is that better than what you had last year going into the playoffs? I think so. Actually, I think, and I think did. that, I think that's going to win you. That'll win you playoff games. I don't like all of a sudden you have a quarterback that's decent. He don't need to be great or good. He's solid. He's, he, he's been around. He's well, especially, especially with that, with that defense and some of the pieces that they've audit, added uh, offensively. And yeah, I know. I like what they're doing there. There's, there's no question about that. I mean, certainly I don't think they're a threat to win the Super Bowl, but I, yeah, you're right. I think they're a threat to win a playoff game. The team I'm still trying to figure out 
is your squad. And I'm not talking about the Jags because I don't think we have to worry about them making the playoffs. I'm talking about the Rams. You got Stafford. You lose Cam Akers. Uh, you trade for Sony Michelle. Obviously, you know, with Les Snead and Sean McVay over the years, we have learned that they are, uh, they are not afraid to make moves and make big moves at that. But I'm not sold on Sony Michelle, right? He's been battling injuries his entire career dating back to Georgia. His offensive production has dropped every year since his rookie season. I think it's a smart move by them if he can stay healthy, but it's that Georgia thing, I guess, right? Like if Todd Gurley couldn't stay healthy, I don't think Sony Michelle can stay healthy. What are the Rams right now? Are, are they going to be that much better with Stafford quarterback? I, I think they will be. Um, I, losing Cam Akers is tough, but you have to remember Daryl Henderson has injury issues. Sonny Michelle has injury issues. And so you have them split in time. You're hoping that they can both stay healthy, right? You're hoping that they can go. Then you add Jake Funk in the mix, a rookie who's had some injury history as well. But if you can get all three of those guys going, you're good. The key is, can you keep Stafford upright, right? Stafford is a tough dude, can throw the ball. You have Deshaun Jackson on the outside, who now is your speed guy, your Brandon Cooks guy that can take the top off and opens everything up for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, they have they have what they want. And watching practice and seeing what Matthew Stafford was able to do uh, was awesome. The key, the piece, the piece that no one's talking about, and it's weird to, to hear that, is you have a first-year defensive coordinator who ends up, you know, getting that, making that defense turn into the number one defense. And you lose him to the Chargers, and now you have Raheem Morris who comes in, and he has to now replace that. That's the biggest thing, because this is not a system that Raheem Morris runs. This is uh, Brandon Staley's defense that he's just taken over and calling the plays. They haven't changed any of their terminology. They haven't changed anything. And he was learning that on the fly throughout OTAs and training camp. So can he make some of the proper or the necessary adjustments to make sure this team is where they need to be? So um, Raheem, MJD, so Raheem, who is a former head coach, an experienced defensive coordinator, has been a successful position coach, um, has coached with Sean McVay and under Kyle Shanahan before he's had to learn the new terminology. They just left that defense hundred percent intact and he's they learning the terminology. They, they left it there. And so a guy that's used to running a four, three defense is now running a three, four defense, which is not necessarily the calls is more the technique that you have to know, but for him, he has to understand what, why did Brandon Staley call it this way? Or what is this? And so that's a learning process. But again, when you have Aaron Donald, when you have Leonard Floor, when you have Jalen Ramsey, they're going to they're gonna give you some leeway time to kind of get everything up and rolling. And so uh, to me, I think the Rams, they have what it takes. Let's, let's go back to last year. They beat the Bucs in Tampa Bay late in the year. Yeah. And so and, and it's all about matchups in this situation. I, I think, the again, another big thing for me um, – is you you were talking about the football team. I remember a Baltimore Ravens team winning with defense and, and a Trent Dilfer at quarterback. I know. Right? How, like, how how often can we go? I mean, we the Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game with a great defense and 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 Blake Bortles at quarterback, right? So like each year, you just don't know what can happen. And so I think when we going back to the original question, yes, the Bucks bring everyone back, and that's awesome. They have to stay healthy, and they have to continue to play at a high level for eight what 17 games now because if you don't play at a high level for 17 games you're going to stumble somewhere along the way and if you stumble too long you're going to end up having to go on that long road like they did last year and that's a that's a long season again to go back to the wild card divisional championship game super bowl again 
when other teams don't have to do that. I want to ask you about some of these rookie quarterbacks. Um, five quarterbacks drafted in the top 15. He had Trevor Lawrence, obviously at one, Zach Wilson at two to the Jets, Mac Jones, who has looked phenomenal in the preseason, 15 to the Patriots. And then the Bears at 11 picked Justin Fields. And of course, the Niners, uh, you know, have picked Trey Lance at three. So there's, there's your five quarterbacks. Um, I think all of these guys uh, are going to have moments where we look and say, oh, wow, they can be legit NFL quarterbacks. But we know, given history, that probably two of these guys are going to be long-term, maybe three are going to be long-term franchise-type quarterbacks. There's no way that four out of five. I'm going to disagree with you. I really? think I think I think all five will end up being long-term guys. I think for two reasons, for two of them, is the system that they're in, right? It fits who they are. So Zach Wilson in that Niners rollout, they scheme everything up. You can kind of do it with a Jake Plummer type of guy. That's going to make, that's going to help Zach Wilson and Trey Lance out of tough, right? Kyle Shanahan being a guy that can scheme up anything. As we saw, Trey Lance struggles when it, the, the play isn't schemed up to a double move or, you know, some type of play action pass. He was struggling in the preseason, but we saw the arm talent. We saw the athletic ability with him running when you can scheme those things up. So it puts more pressure on the coaches there. And I think the Jets and the Niners have that, but they run a very similar system that we call in the National Football League is quarterback friendly, right? That, that West Coast, Mike Shanahan, play action pass, outside zone scheme is very quarterback friendly. Um, the other guy is Mac Jones in that, in that same category where you run the ball, you turn around. That's what he did at Alabama. You have a lot of play action pass. You get the ball out quick. He's able to process, process things quickly. They're going to continue to add pieces around him via the draft and free agency. I think you'll see him grow to get better. Now, now the first one, Trevor Lawrence, he has to be the guy, right? He has to win it. He has to be great. He may not be Peyton Manning S, but I think he's going to do it because, again, they're building another system around his skill set. The same coach that had Russell Wilson as a rookie is his coach, Daryl Bevel. A lot of run, a lot of play action pass, a lot of him on the move, letting him use his legs, uh, keeping him comfortable, right? Those are the things that you have to do with rookie quarterbacks. And last but not least, I think Justin Fields is the guy that I don't, I don't think they're doing it the right way with him, but I understand why they're, they're not playing him right now. Um, and and I'll, I'll explain that. I think he should be playing right now because he's better than Andy Dalton. We saw that. When Andy Dalton was in the game, he wasn't moving the ball. When Justin Fields was in the game, he was moving the ball. And the fact that you wouldn't play him with the ones tells us that you know there's something in there and you don't want that, that, that to come out. You don't want to have to make that tough decision. But I also understand why you're not going to play him because your offensive line is poo nasty, right? Guys are beat up. You had to go sign a Jason Peters who's 40 years old, who hasn't, you know, it's been hurt the last couple of years to play your left tackle. Like you just got so much going on. You don't want to put him out there and mess up his psyche. And so I think if they can build an offensive line around him, Justin Fields may be the best one out of all of them because of his athletic ability and his, 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 um, his ability to be able to process and, and do things on the run and, and, and look downfield and make throws. To me, he is Russell Wilson. He's the, the latest version of Russell Wilson that we're going to see. And so I think they all have a great, oper- a great chance. And like you want to give it a percentage. I'd say a 70% chance that all of them end up being successful within the next three years. Well, I don't know that we've ever seen 
five first round quarterbacks all become, you know, franchise caliber guys, but they, they certainly have the tools. The least talked about quarterback in the entire bunch is probably the best quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And I understand why it's because he's in your old stomping grounds at Jacksonville, not exactly on the national radar. Um, they're coming off a terrible season in which, you know, that's why they have the number one pick, but to me, he has the potential to put up the best numbers. And if Urban can figure out how to be a head coach in the NFL, which I think he will, obviously there's been a couple of uh, stumbles so far for Urban Meyer and Jacksonville, but he's going to get it figured out. The one thing that he does better than anybody, or he did at the college level outside of Nick Saban, was manage a program, right? And as you know, MJD, like as, as an NFL head coach, you're the CEO of an organization. You don't have to scheme everything up. Not everybody has to be Sean McVay and be a play caller because Urban's not that. He's a leader of men, and I think he'll figure it out eventually. Uh, my question is, does he figure it out soon enough for Trevor Lawrence to have success a, a, as a rookie? Well, this is the this is the first thing that he has to he had to realize, and it was in free agency. He tried to like recruit guys to Jacksonville. There's only one thing a free agent that's going to recruit a man to a city. I don't <laughs> care some of that money. This is going to be this money. So the, for, forget the recruiting pitch. Get, cash me outside. <clears throat> but I think the thing with with Urban that he he's going to learn very quickly is in the National Football League, the most talented team is going to win 95% of the time, right? So you need to go out there and acquire as much talent as possible. You need to have the most talented team out there. And then the other 5% is coaching right? Scheme, guys executing, knowing what they're going to do, all those things. But if I can guarantee, and I always tell these people this, I always tell people this all the time, like football doesn't change from little league all the way to the NFL. Like the most talented team is going to win. Like you could look at a team and be like, oh, we're very talented. Yeah, we got a chance to win, right? A coach, if you try to overcoach and do too much, you'll mess it up. Let the athletes and the players be the players and the athletes. Uh, I think for Urban is you have to identify talent and you have to get those guys playing at a high level very quickly. And if you're able to do that, Trevor Lawrence will have a ton of success because we know the quarterback is only good as the pieces around him. That's why I said Justin Fields has the best opportunity because if you look around him in Chicago, my goodness, he has weapons, right? He probably has the best weapons out of everyone. Um, you know, I know Trey Lance has George Kittle and a couple of receivers, but, but if you look at Chicago, Allen Robinson, you have three tight ends. You got Darnell uh, Mooney, back. David Montgomery yeah. in the backfield. Yeah, sure. you have you have a, a, a nucleus of playmakers there. You just have to build that offensive line. So, for me, that's why I say that's why I say like these all these guys have the potential of being really good. It's how quickly can these organizations and these Urban Meyer type guys build the team around them to be successful. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, 
when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Time for a quick break to tell you about a couple of our sponsors. The first is Greens Plus, a leader since 1989 known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood powder into a bar. Greens Plus bars and powders are the best tasting, most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. You can get it at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. We're going to give you free shipping and 20% off today if you use the promo code HELLY. That's greensplus.com. Also wanted to tell you about VACO. That's V-A-C-O. At VACO, they invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of theirs. VACO is a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. Areas of expertise include C-suite search, accounting, finance, technology, healthcare IT, operations, administration, and international managed services. Founded by my good buddy, Brian Waller, and a couple of his friends. In 2002, Vaco has grown to serve over 40 markets across the globe. They have 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. Check them out at Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how Vaco connects people to their dream jobs and helps leading companies find talent to grow their businesses. All right. We are, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes in. Um, I want to get to the picks. I don't want to go too long. We, we have an entire season to kind of break all this stuff down. Um, there are no double-digit spreads this week, uh, which is going to make survivor pools very, very interesting. There are some big ones. The biggest line of the week is the first game of the week, MJD. It's the Cowboys at the Bucks. Um, the Bucks favored by eight and a half. We talked earlier about no Zach Martin. That hurts. Um, this is not the same Cowboys offensive line we saw a couple of years ago, right? It's no, just they're not. Still, they're still beat up, man. You're right. Dak obviously is back. He has those weapons on the outside that we talked about. I believe that Zeke seems more motivated to return to form. Dan, Zeke is back. Yeah. He's back. He took I mean, whatever he's... happened last year, took it personal, took it to heart, whatever you want to call it. He's dropped a lot of weight. He looks really good. So, again, Bucks favored by eight and a half. I, I, I think they Bucks win, but I think Cowboys cover in this one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to take the Bucks to win. I, I mean, I, obviously, I can't use the other language that you're using, but I, I can you not? I mean, we had we do have the Raiders in Las Vegas now, and I think multiple gambling sponsors in the National Football League. If those yeah, rules, I, I haven't, I haven't really gotten clarity yet. Once I get it, I'll let you know. But okay. <laughs> I say the Bucks win by ten. Okay, you got Bucks by ten. Uh, I got Bucks by uh, uh, a touchdown. Okay, here's the 10 a.m. games on Sunday. Man, we have such a good slate. So pumped up for these games. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo is favored by six and a half. The Steelers have won five of the last six games in Buffalo. That lone loss, though, last year. And I want to see where Big Ben and the Steelers' offense is. Is this the Statue of Liberty, Big Ben, we saw the last two months of the season? 
or is this the Ben we saw when Pittsburgh was 11 and 0? He's 39 years old, MJD. He's going into his 18th year. We know what Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender. That's why I'm taking them to win the Bills by a field goal. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills too, but it's it's less about them and more about what's going on in Pittsburgh. You have an offensive line issues that they're still trying to work through. Um you have a uh upset TJ Watt in week 1. He's back though now. He's back, back but they haven't paid him. That, so does it like he's going to go out there and play but he still has that contract you know, looming in, in the back of his mind. So you have that. Um and and I just think I just, to be honest with you, I just think Buffalo has more firepower on offense. I mean, I just think that they're going to come out and they're going to, you're going to play cover two, which they do. They're going to try to get pass rush, but you know, it's, I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty similar game to last year. I didn't know what the score was last year, but I know Buffalo kind of got after them uh, handily. I think it's going to be the same thing. Okay. Uh, Arizona at Tennessee Titans favored by three. I'm taking the Titans by a t- by more than that. Okay. I, I am too. And here's why Derrick Henry's fresh. He didn't play a single down in the preseason. He is fully healthy. Uh, AJ Brown, Julio are going to be healthy. I, and I like the Titans to put up 30 and, and I, and win by a touchdown, just like you said. No, I don't. I, yeah, I, I think the addition of Bud Dupree is going to be the, the, the big one. I don't know if he's going to play week one or not. I know he's coming off that ACL, but that's the pass that they've been looking for. Right. And let's, let's remember when, when he went down, TJ Watt wasn't the same TJ Watt when Bud Dupree went. It's a down. good point. And so um, that that may help that defense. They're, they're building that defense up. Uh, and I think that's what they need to do. But I just don't see anyone on Arizona stopping uh, Derrick Henry right now. No. And, and you talk about that Tennessee defense, which was an Achilles heel last year because they allowed a conversion rate of well over 50% on third down. It was historically bad, but they forced a ton of turnovers. They've also added Danico Autry on the defensive line. You know, I played with him in, in, in Oakland when it was the Oakland Raiders. Oh, is that right? Oh, he could play. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's good. He's a, he's a huge addition for them. And then on, on the back end, uh, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, by the way, actually says Jackrabbit now on the roster. Janoris does not want to be called Janoris. He wants to be called Jackrabbit. Um, right. So I think he's going to help out. He was productive in new Orleans. Um, they're, they're going to be vastly improved on defense. Tennessee to me, and I'm a little jaded, as you know, but Tennessee, to me, is a legitimate Super Bowl contender coming out of the AFC. You're not buying. I don't see. You got a look on your face now. Uh, how, how can they not be? I mean, yes and no, because they, they have an issue with COVID. I think that's going to be their biggest, their biggest Achilles heel is you've had outbreak after outbreak, right? And that's going to cost them this year. I think if they don't get whatever they have going on under control, that's going to cost the Titans a ton. Um, do I think that they're talent on paper? Yeah, they're one of the more talented teams. But if they if they can't contain COVID, right? Because let, let's just be honest. Last year they had a COVID outbreak, right? Last year they had they had a big one. Yeah, the this year they teams. had a pretty big one too. And this year, after their joint practices with the Bucks, I think they had as many as twelve or thirteen player and staff that were on the the COVID reserve list. So. Including I'm your thinking, head coach and your quarterback. I'm thinking they got that out of their system. That's just yeah, me. I mean, listen, I thought they got out of their system last year. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't have the gonna, Delta variant last year. Yeah, well, that's going to play a big role in, in the NFL this year is, is COVID protocol. And I just hope that they, if they do it, for sure. And, I, and I, like I said, I have them winning big against Arizona. Okay. Seattle at Indianapolis. 
Uh, Indy's getting two and a half. This is sneaky because it seems like it should be more. Carson Wentz expected to play. You know, the Colts are going to try to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. You brought up the new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron with Seattle coming over from the Rams. He was the passing game coordinator. The question is, and you can answer this. Is he going to let Russ cook like Russ cooked the first half of last season? It won't be like that. It'll be a completely different type of Russ cook. He'll have a sous chef in there by the name of Carson, uh, Chris Carson, who they're going to use. They're going to run the ball, play action pass. And I think you're going to see more explosive passing plays. There'll be more layups for Russell Wilson. That's why I'm taking the Seahawks in this one. Um, I just think, I just think, I don't know if Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz yet. Right. I don't know if he has that, the stuff from the Eagles out of his system. I, I, to be honest, I still think it's in the back of his mind. Right. As soon as he gets hurt, what were the trade talks talking about? Maybe they should go trade for Nick. Foles. <laughs> Can you imagine? He it's comes out and starts talking. Tra- Why would you even interview Nick Foles? He's the third string quarterback there in Chicago. Right. And so, like, I still think that he's haunted by that. And yeah. he's still going to play like he has something to prove instead of just he's in a situation minus T.Y. being out right now. He's in a situation where all you do is plug and play. You just come in and don't turn the ball over. We're great. But I don't know if he can do that. That's one of the smartest things I think you've said on this podcast. I, I don't either. I don't know who Carson Wentz is right now, and I don't believe that Carson knows who he is right now. Um, that's one of the reasons I like Seattle to win this one by a touchdown with Indy getting two and a half. Um, okay, Chargers at Washington. Washington oh. is plus one. West Coast team playing at 10 a.m. their time. Herbert's going to have his hands full of the front seven. You know, Fitz is going to play great for the first three games of the year. Washington wins by five. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm going to take the football team. As much as I want to take the Chargers, I think the char- Chargers are going to be vastly improved defensively from last year. I think they're going to be healthier. I think Brandon Staley's done a great job of identifying what's been plaguing this team, right? And it's something very small, but before every practice, they do yoga. They stretch out like a real yoga stretch before they practice and after, right? So you're trying to prevent injury. But I, d- I don't know if – well, I mean, word on the street is Rashawn Slater's had his day with he's, – he's held, he's held Chase Young up a couple times, right? But if they can do that, if they can protect, they'll have a chance. But I, I don't know. I just, I just believe in the football team and that defense right now. Hopefully, I think Curtis Samuel's still a little banged up. So I don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a good challenge. I think this is going to probably be the, be the best game uh, on Sunday, to be honest. But I'm going to take the football team. Oh, I like, I like that you say that. So many good games. And listen, it, it, Curtis Samuel is not 100%. I brought this up in the fantasy pod uh, last week and on our DirecTV fantasy show, and I was laughed off the stage. But Adam Humphreys had his most productive year in Tampa with Fitzpatrick, and he had 105 targets that year. He's kind of on a prove-it deal. He's coming off some time, a couple of years in Tennessee where he was injured and didn't live up to expectations. He had a relatively big contract there. Adam Humphreys, I think, is going to put up some numbers in a few games this year. Right. I mean, this is the thing. If you, he's a great slot. He's Cole Beasley. He's a great slot receiver, right? And you match him up. He's he's probably a number two, but you match him up on on a number three corner, and he'll be able to make things work. And the key is, can Curtis Samuel be healthy enough to put him in that slot receiver spot so that he can he can go to work? Right. Uh, another man, another good game. Uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. Kansas City favored right now by five and a half Cleveland. Of course, the sexy contender Kansas city is reloaded on that offensive line and it's at arrowhead MJD arrowhead 
makes the dog pound look like a butterfly sanctuary. I mean, give me the Chiefs by double digits in this one. I think Cleveland's going to be fine this year. I think they're going to be more than fine this year, but I, I think they're going to get it handed to them in week one. Yeah, I, I think the, the Chiefs are on a mission. And um, that mission is, you know, they're here to, to kind of take back their title and what they want. Uh, when I was in training camp there, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a different look in his eye. He actually did a play where he was rolling out to his right, flipped the ball behind his back as Tyreek Hill was sprinting across the field and hit him in stride, right? I don't think he's going to do that in, uh, in the game. But if he's that on point with throwing the ball behind his back, imagine what he's going to be like the other way. And I think, again, you're talking about a team that's never that's not satisfied. You go to back to back Super Bowls and you lose and you just wipe out your whole offensive line and put a whole new starting five there because we need to get better at that position. Um, I, I have Kansas City winning this, which I think is going to be a closer game. But I have Kansas City winning this one for sure. OK, the 425 games, I'm going to pick a few of them here that I like uh, Miami at New England Patriots favored by three. I'm just buying Patriot stock no. right now. Yeah, I don't. Why? Why are you not buying Patriots stock? I'm going. Give me the Dolphins. Why? Rookie quarterback, man. It's it's, it's look. It's his first game. He's going to struggle. This it, it, what's going to happen. This is not preseason. And you're talking about a Dolphins team that confuses everyone when they bring heat, right? The way they blitz, the way they manufacture pressure. Um, they're going to the Patriots are going to run their ball, play action pass, all that. I think Tua is more improved. I think the defense is more improved. I think that they're ready to take off this year, and the Dolphins are going to win this one. Two is so improved that they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's that's what's so interesting there. You know, he better than um, he was last year. They went ten right. and six. You 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 like Miami? I like New England, so we differ on that one. I like New England to cover uh, that three point spread. Uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. The Saints are getting three. But it's not at New Orleans. They're they're in Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Florida. So make sure you say that because Aaron Rodgers plays horrible in Florida. I was part of those games too where he played horrible. So um, I'm going to go Green Bay here. And I'm going to tell you why. It's just just a familiar foe. You have a secret agent in in Green Bay by the name of Mercedes Lewis who spent so many years in Jacksonville. So Helipod guest. Helipod guest, right? So we have all the – we. He can teach them and tell them how to prepare for Florida now, where the Saints have always had that type of thing. And the other thing is this, Jameis Winston, first game back, no Mike Thomas, no Latavius Murray, right? Like, it's really just him and Alvin Kamara right now and that defense. Is that enough to beat Aaron Rodgers? Is that enough to score possibly 30 points? Because that's what you're going to have to do to beat the Packers. Yeah, and I don't really love the corners that uh, A-Rod could be picking on. And I love the fact that uh, Rodgers started a book club. He started a book club for his wide receivers. (laughs) Have you read that? I haven't read that, but I'm not going to read it, though, just because he went to Cal, and I I refuse to follow anyone. Take his advice. I understand, says the UCLA Bruin. Hey, congratulations, by the way. By the way, SEC who? To all these fans that are watching from Tennessee, and you talk about the balls and all the SEC this and that, I mean, let's just be honest. You guys got – they got beat up. Listen. Beat up. So, listen. really, it's not even the SEC. It's Alabama, and then the rest of that conference is trash. I don't, I don't think so. That can beat all of them. I don't think so. There was a great tweet from, uh, from Lane Kiffin. Did you see that old Miss game when they played Louisville? Yeah, it's Louisville. They haven't been good since Teddy Bridgewater. Well, so, Lamar Jackson. I can't remember the name. The, the, the running back had a great name, and he just trucked somebody on his I way to the that. end zone. I saw that. And, and and Lane said, 
SEC meets ACC. <laughs> but the, you could just I, substitute Pac-12. I don't think Old Miss would be able to beat UCLA either. They're the, I mean, they're at the bottom of the barrel too. Like, I, I really feel like, I really feel like UCLA is like, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I think it's like Alabama, Georgia, UCLA. Like Georgia, UCLA is right there together. Are you out of your mind? They scored 10 points against Clemson. Like who does it? Who does that? It's college football. Chips won like 11 games in two years combined. We just slapped LSU, right. who was one of the top teams in the SEC. Well, I don't think they're going to end up being a top team in the SEC. Let's get our, to our final pick here. Um, your Rams on Sunday night football. I'm actually going to be there. So I, I'm getting, I know you're going to, you're going to be there working. I'm going to be there having a beer. I'm, I'm going with my buddies. Field level suite going to be money. First wow. game with fans. I'll, I'll wave to you. I'll no, wave to you while you're that. working. I'll be working. I just want okay. to work. And, and yeah, I got and it. Out. You want to know what's funny? I'm going to work there. I'm going to walk behind the building and go to NFL Network and work that night. Um, dude, you're double. all in on Sundays. You are all in on Sundays, bro. Well, I'll be I'll be doing a seven-hour show, and then I'll be done at five. Scoot over there. Buddy, Brett Rossman has a great suite. There's going to be about eight guys. We're going to be having a lot of fun. I'll be thinking about you working uh, all, all night uh, on Sunday. I put, I've already put in my work. So Chicago and the Rams, um, Andy Dalton, of course, getting the start. So, so you're the expert. Before you even go there, and do, do you believe, and I've said this before, do you believe Andy Dalton can win you a game? Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of, to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of everybody shitting on Andy Dalton. I know he didn't perform great in Dallas last well, year. That's but- the last thing we saw. He didn't perform great. He looked horrible. It wasn't even that. It was when he had protection, he still looked bad. Let me ask you a question. And this is because because all the all the experts, all the analysts across the nation are just like you. Justin Fields gives you the best chance to win. No question. We haven't seen Justin Fields against a regular season defense yet. We haven't seen just to your point about Mac Jones, right? We haven't seen him against a regular season defense. You know what yet. the difference be is? Scheming up and you want to know what plan. the difference is between Mac Jones and Justin Fields? Justin Fields can run when the play breaks down. That, that and what do you think is going to happen, right? In the regular season, the play is going to break down. He gives you a chance. When you talk to defenders, Dan, defenders hate playing rush uh, mobile quarterbacks because guys, and he's not a mobile. He's not Lamar Jackson. Okay, he's not even Kyler Murray. I, I believe Kyler Murray is still put in the mobile category. He can throw, but it's not his first option all the time. When he starts to sprint, he's looking to run a little bit more. They have more design runs for him. Justin Fields is like uh, Russell Wilson, who when he scrambles, he's looking to throw the ball down the field first and then can run if he has to to get a first down or score a touchdown. That's what kills a defense. Those elongated drives when you have him on third and eight, third and 11, he runs for 12. He runs for nine yards and gets the first down. And so... For me, Andy Dalton can't give you that. He hasn't given you that in two or three years. When he was in Cincinnati the last couple of years, it didn't even look the part. You know what I mean? And so I get it. He's a bridge quarterback, very similar to Tyrod Taylor, very similar to what Teddy Bridgewater is, is, is kind of come becoming, which is fine. But if I'm a coach, and as I've heard, my job is on the hot seat, even though I went to the playoffs, I, my job is like the seat's a little hot. I want to get someone in there to win. And this is the other part. I was in Oakland when Derek Carr, they drafted Derek Carr and we had Matt Schaub. I believed in Matt Schaub. I, I played against Matt Schaub. He torched us in Jacksonville. The receivers were screaming, Derek Carr is the best option to give us a chance to win. They didn't play Derek Carr with the ones at all until the fourth preseason game against the Seahawks. So they played their starters. And they wanted to see what it looked like. And Derek Carr threw for three touchdowns, right? In the first half or something crazy. Mm-hmm. 
And that meeting, the next meeting, mind you, the whole time we're there is Matt Schaub's our guy, Matt Schaub's our guy, Derek's going to sit. After that fourth preseason game, they were like, look, Derek is too good to be sitting on the bench. And if they didn't pick Derek, the locker room was going to be split. And you can't have a split locker room and expect to win. These The, the defensive guys and the receivers know that Justin Fields is your best option. Well, I, I just – I always ask the question, Matt Nagy's on the hot seat. Matt Nagy wants to win football games. He wants to stay in Chicago as the head coach. If he thinks starting Justin Fields from week one gives him the best chance to win, don't you think he'd be doing that? But see, I don't think he does, though. I think he, he's thinking that Andy Dalton is like Alex Smith, right, with Patrick Mahomes. You think Andy Dalton is Alex Smith in any way, shape, or form? I don't think they're that far off at this point in their career. Did you just, I mean. Look at Alex- the numbers. You got the computer. Look it up. I'm telling you, Andy Dalton is nowhere near Alex Smith in anything, in any category. No, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up. I mean, Alex Smith has won a lot more ball games because Alex, Alex Smith-, Smith has been much more productive, more touchdowns, more completions. He, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's been everything that you want to win. So you, you could afford to sit for, for Mahomes to sit that year. Yeah, I mean, I, you could afford because you had an entire team built around that was that was ready to win. Exactly, um, the Bears are ready to win too. Look at this. Look at the stats. It's just, I'm just. Yeah, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them right now. They're not. They're not. They're not that different. I mean, the completion percentage last year. This is just last year, right? And Dalton was in Dallas, which was in shambles, and Smith was playing in Washington with that defense. Their completion percentage is. 65% to 66%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking about an Alex Smith. I'm talking about Alex Smith in Kansas City, not last year. Not the one with the leg falling off. Play with half a leg last year. Don't do that. You, but that's what I'm saying. Are, hey, that's hey, what I'm talking about. All of a sudden with all of a sudden with Andy Dalton, that's what we saw him last, right? That's when we no, saw Alex Okay, Smith that's fine. Last. Okay, so you're comparing Andy Dalton to a guy with a half a leg. And you're telling me that's what you want. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm like. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's how I'm trying to explain to you why. Justin Fields is your better piece. Like he has the same, it's not as far off from a guy whose leg th- literally fell off and they put it back to, he's like Humpty Dumpty out there. Listen, in, in, in his career, he's thrown for 218 touchdown passes and 126 interceptions. That's Andy Dalton. Okay. okay. He's gone. He's gone. He's a three-time pro bowler. Like he's not, he, he is not. Let's remember, the, shot let's, the, let's remember the pro bowl. The Pro Bowl thing, like guys weren't going, and he was like the fifth alternate in the AFC. Okay, okay. Let's I mean, you stop, could, let's, so stop with the accolades. You, you you could say that about a lot of guys, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not that. Just tell me, Alex Smith. What what does his look like? All right, let's take a look at Alex Smith here. Popping up, Pro Football Reference, by the way. Also a three time Pro Bowler, uh, comeback player of the year, as you know, for his career. He has 199 touchdown passes, which is less than Andy Dalton, just in case you're wondering. Right. And 109 interceptions. So his touchdown to interception rate is worse than Andy Dalton. Listen, there's a lot of things here. I'm just saying I, I, I love Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith was a, was a serviceable, above-average NFL quarterback, but I also you, think you can say the same thing about Andy Dalton. I don't, I don't think you can. And I think it showed once A.J. Green wasn't in Cincinnati, it showed his true colors. That's why they moved on to Joe Burrow, right? And I think he left and went to Dallas, and he was supposed to be this great backup. If that goes down, he still had all those weapons last year. 
The only thing that was messed up was the offensive line. He still had CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. Yeah, the offensive line was in shambles. So do you like? So I'm I'm taking it you like the Rams uh, to cover. Oh, I love the Rams. I with I love the Rams. Okay. With Andy Dalton, I love them because guess what? With the same offensive line that was in shambles for Dallas is the same way the Chicago Bears are. But this time they're going against Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey. A great defense. A great, great defense. I'll be curious to see, MJD, do you think if um, do you think if they don't move the ball at all and Andy Dalton just sucks it up in the, in the first well, half? They'll switch at the second half, guaranteed. Yeah. They're going to have to. I played in a game like that with Luke McCown and Blaine Gabbert. Luke threw four interceptions in the first half. We come out in the second half. He throws another, or he threw three, throws another one. And then they're like, all right, Blaine's going in. in the, it's the middle of the third quarter. Hey, last question before I let you go, because I know you're a fantasy guy, even though this wasn't fantasy really related. Out of all those rookie quarterbacks, if you're drafting one guy to produce this year, Zach Wilson. More over Trevor Lawrence? Oh, yes. Why? Better, better weapons, better protection. Think about it. His left side is Makai Becton and uh, Alavira Tucker. Um, or not Alavira, what's his name? I forgot. Vera Tucker. I forgot. I almost called oh, him. Oh, Alex Vera Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. You have George Fan at right tackle. They, they have, they've built an offensive line to protect him. He'll probably be playing from behind in most games, which means they'll throw the ball a ton. And that system is built for him to be able to get out of the pocket and throw the ball. Think of Jay Cutler. Without the, I hope without the turnovers, right? The same arm talent. Remember what Jay Cutler looked like in Denver in that offense? Yeah, lights out. Yep. And he That's, doesn't get he doesn't get talked about enough, but he looked really good in the preseason. Elijah Vera Tucker, not Elijah Alex. Vera that was my bad. Um, yeah, I mean, do you have you have Crowder and you have Corey Davis and Keelan Cole. I, I don't I Elijah don't Moore. That, yeah, and Elijah Moore. That's true. I just I don't know how much better that is than the receiving core down there in Jacksonville. It's, uh, it's not about it's, it's it's less about that. It's more about the system they're running, and it's more about the offensive line that they have. Okay, so Zach Wilson, that's a surprising answer coming from uh, MJD. Well, MJD, uh, episode two of season two of the Helipod in the books. I'm glad you're back, bro. Thank you for uh, hopping on again. This will be a regular weekly thing. Matt Bubar will be joining us in the near future. We will also have guests, a rotation of guests joining us, uh, hopefully every week, if not every other week. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, bro. Me too, man. I'll see you soon. All right, buddy. I'll hey, I'll wave to you from the uh, from the luxury suite of Brett Rossman on Sunday night. Well, if you're there early, I'll be on the field, but you probably won't be there by then. So I won't be there by then. Still working, man. All right. Have fun, buddy. See you, see you man. Right.